in the words of legendary Lou Gellerman. Hello, dog fans. Welcome to this week's episode of Sound the Siren Podcast, where everything matters. I'm your host, Hood Husky, subbing in for Hooligan today. My partners in crime today are Johnny Tugs, uh, J Cap, and the Darker Knight. How you brothers doing tonight? What up? Doing well, good, doing good, well. Go dogs. Yes, sir. Go dogs. Same here. Doing real, real well. Um, obviously, gotta gotta do the the, the ceremony here. What are uh, what's everybody drinking tonight? Uh, let's say uh, Tugs, you go first. Uh, I'm drinking uh, vodka soda. Ooh. Gotta celebrate one more time. Love that energy. Uh, Jcap, what's happening? Uh, in celebration of the Huskies outscoring their opponents 136 to 54 over the first three weeks, I have a total domination IPA. <laughs> Lord have mercy, Lord. <laughs> love that, love that name. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Darker Knight, what you sipping on? I'm actually taking a, a page out of my family's uh, book tonight, uh, Hood, and I'm actually drinking some <laughs> refreshed water. Uh, I did a little too much celebrating over the past few days. <laughs> so I'm looking at, <laughs> This is the calm before the storm again this Saturday, if you know what I'm saying. Come on. That's big facts. Big facts. All right, uh, anybody? Uh, oh, I got to get to mine. Obviously, appreciate you for the the prequel, um, and I'll be the I'll be the sequel. Um, turn my cam on. Y'all know how I get down, man. Gallon jug, gallon jug. Got to turn it purple though. I need, I'm, I got to buy a new one and get just like a husky one with some stickers or something on it. But high quality H two O tonight once again. Twenty <laughs> feet uh, of the water, boy. <laughs> we gotta get to it we gotta get to it let's see if uh let's see if we got some quality this this week uh any uh stupid tweets you guys wanna wanna bring the light i got one that was kind of actually just a few hours ago uh let me find it here real quick oh here we go uh, so I retweeted the UW Animal video today, that kind of Huskies are back video. And this guy at RFM underscore 732 tweeted back, relax, we haven't beaten Oregon, Utah, or Washington State. We haven't done nothing yet. Bro, shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> we just beat a top 15 team at home and dominated them. What the fuck? Are you talking about? Shut up. Just kind of. I saw that J Cap, and I was like, "Oh my god, what is?" I, dude, yeah. I started going back and 11. forth with him for a second, and then he just kept talking about how we haven't done anything. And it's like, and then I said something about they were top fifteen, and he started talking about, "Oh, they were overrated." Blah blah blah. It's like, come on, man. That's a national team came in from the Big Ten in the top fifteen, and we. Everyone's talking about the dogs nationally Facts. because of what we did in that game. So, enough. I'd say um, mine are uh, multiple people, and I wouldn't say they're stupid. Um, they just are what they are. Uh, so I got, um, was it Neon Keon Enthusiast who just said, 
basically that uh, I mentioned that Braylon Trice was the best edge in the game, uh, going to be the best edge in this game over Jacoby Winman. Um, and obviously, hindsight 2020, uh, I'm going through my mentions on on uh, how people disagreed with that from uh, from Sparty Nation and um, receipts. Receipt, receipt, por favor. So uh, I got uh, that bookmark feature is pretty nice, huh? It's pretty clutch, bro. I got a couple people. Owen underscore F underscore who said, uh, congrats, you know nothing about football. Winman is light years better than your nobody-ass edge rusher. So uh, just wanted to check in with him real quick and see (laughs) how well Jacob uh, Winman did against two technically freshmen. Uh, So uh, those are kind of Not only two technically freshmen, (laughs) you saw Jacoby Winman get fucking owned by Quentin Moore, too. Oh, my goodness. Devin Holt. That's, his name is fitting. It's about all he was doing is a lot of wind sprints. <laughs> I don't have to win, man. I can't win, man. I can't win, man. I, I didn't even know he was in the game. Dude, no, he, I he didn't know he was in the game either. Neither did he. And he's a, and he's light. He's light in the tail. And I think I think he's really yeah. He's two thirty, man. He's really good. I just think you know you need some more bricks in your back pocket going against that O line. Come on, and then with the preparation that obviously Grubb is doing uh, with that offensive line, Scott Huff and Ryan Grubb, the work they're putting in in regards to preparation, hearing Ryan Grubb's confidence in that group was you know post game was was big Grubb energy, big Penix energy. Um, we love to see it. So. Yeah, Greb basically said, we blocked the interior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll <be fine. laughs> he was not worried about nobody coming from the outside. I forgot who their other edge was, uh, number two, but uh, he was he also. He forgot, too. Oh, uh, yeah, it was. Cradle uh, or Cradle or something. Fogel. Fogel. Oh, he was a transfer from Florida. He was supposed to be pretty He's good a big too, dude, but. Yeah. All right. So, hey, we might as well, you know, we talking about MSU. We might as well <laughs> dig deep into it some. Some takeaways from the game, fellas. Roger Rosengarten is that guy. That's my takeaway from that game. Mm-hmm. Big Raj. Oof. Oh yeah. Man, it was. It was. Where do you where do you begin? Uh, I mean, the way Washington came out and set the tone in all three phases was impressive. They, they literally had Big Ten Nation coming here. You know, seeing Spartans everywhere, you know, during tailgates. And they were talking about how physical they are. And we're going to show you a Big Ten brand of football. And they came to Husky Stadium and found out what physical football really is all about. They tried to bully and got bullied. Uh, The way they came out, Grubb was aggressive with his play calling. Showed him right away <laughs> what kind of day it was going to be, and forced Mel Tucker to kind of go in his bag defensively, and he still couldn't make the adjustments. You know what I mean? Like I saw, I mean, they played everything from a three, a four, a shell. They tried disguise. They tried to send blitzes. It was just, I mean, we was playing chess while they were playing checkers. So, um, I mean, obviously the the big name, obviously Penix, just continues to impress. Um, I just love his demeanor, no matter what the situation is. It just seems like, you know what I mean? Just It's been a while since we've had that quiet confidence watching someone play, especially on the offensive side of the ball where you just – it's not a matter of if you're going to score. It's just when and who. 
you know, we're just wondering, you know, between Grubb and DeBoer, you know, like what are they going to dial up next? Who's going to get the ball? Who do you, what matchups do you like? You look across and you're just, you're just grinning because you know something big's going to happen. So, um, yeah, not really one takeaway, but just impressed all the way around. Go ahead, Tubbs. Too, how, how pretty is Penix's ball? Oh, my God. Balls. I mean, so RJ3, is... RG3 on the telecast was saying he has one of the top five most special arms in college football, and he's finally healthy to show it off. Oh, my God. So I don't know if you guys remember what when we did the uh, podcast and we were talking about, like, our favorite guys coming in or whatever, and that included, like, transfers, like, last year. And I said that uh, I was jacked to watch uh, – Hulk in this offense. And then the first game of the year last year, he like goes down mm-hmm. on the first play. And I was like, and oh my God, I'm glad to see him ball out. Dude, the kid is nasty. Nasty. He just won Pac-12 freshman of the year after playing two full years of college football. <laughs> Shout out COVID. <laughs> Look at God. <laughs> There's a lot of those on our team. Shoot. Troy and Rogers. Cam Davis is a sophomore. What the Oh, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I, I agree with both of you guys said, man. I just think the, the a big takeaway for me, which is you can see a mismatch or an advantage in personnel, but being able to disguise your attack and um, take advantage of that is another thing. Um, and then for you not to find, be able to, so I'll say for their defensive coordinator and defensive staff, to not be able to, um, hide that safety or that linebacker in coverage, no matter what they did, uh, just was very uh, obviously fortunate for us, but unfortunate for them. Um, I think just personnel-wise, going into this game, I think we just knew we had the speed. You know, they were they had elements of uh, physicality because of the conference they're coming from and things like that. But I think with that crowd and and our speed, uh, they just were not able to kind of keep up with with our skill players. Um, I was just going to be more, I said it before the season started, um, I was looking forward to seeing this matchup between Scott Huff and Brandon Jordan. You know, Brandon Jordan trains a whole bunch of NFL guys from Grady Jarrett to Rashawn Gary to Aaron Donald, things like that. And I was looking for it to translate onto the field. Um, and I, I just, I really didn't see, see it um, look like a Scott Huff victory. And for somebody post-game like Ryan Grubb to be like, hey, you know, their best pass rusher had two moves and we knew we drilled them two moves into you guys and it was that easy to stop you. So um, that was a, a positive takeaway on offense. Special teams was obviously nuts. Devon Banks, two big hits. Uh, Carson Bruner, four people in dude, half. Devon Banks was a missile oh, on he, kickoff. Uh, Holy fuck, dude. Man, I can't. And <laughs> I you felt bad for Derek Broussard after the game. Right? <laughs> he got scarred after that three game. Times. Dude, Banks destroyed that dude. And then Carson Bruner about ripped his fucking head off. Jeremy Bernard. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, the other one was on Jeremy. Never mind. mm Mm-hmm. So that's just... Yeah, you know what's... That he's regretting that choice. Spine tingling. Uh, uh Uh-huh. And then um, I definitely wanted to point to the defense, and I I know people are going to say, oh, it's not Kyler, it's not Trent, but... I definitely feel like Julia Servin balled his ass off. Um, He deserves a shout out. Shout out to Dr. J. And then also, too, man, um, I don't, what I'm not going to be able to tolerate is me slander. 
because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, when a screen is run his way or they run the ball his way, um, he he's nipping that shit in the bud. Now, staying on a straight line when he's kind of got his ass to the sideline and a, a kind of this new school kind of cover three bail kind of technique thing that they be doing uh, or <clears throat> this uh, bail man technique that a lot of people are doing. Um, you're going to get beat if you don't stay on your line. And that stuff's going to continue to happen to Paraman uh, and him. But coming up and making plays and things like that on tight ends, on big receivers, Keon Coleman is one of the best receivers, in my opinion, um, in the country for sure. Size, athleticism, mm-hmm. yards after catch, body control. And he relatively held him in check and remained physical with him. So uh, r- real shout-out to the pass defense, uh, holding Peyton Thornton that those weapons. Yeah, I mean, aside from the fourth quarter when they kind of padded the stats, I mean, when you're up 25 points going into the final period, you don't really I, – I get it's kind of human nature to let off the gas pedal a little bit. And guys definitely weren't as locked in. And I think that's what they're – that's what we kind of need to do moving forward is just, you know, that you've been preaching it all off season, so why stop now? It's just finishing. And I think, you, you know, the team would see a big jump doing that. But – um, yeah, when Coleman scored uh, that final touchdown for them, I mean, it was a it was a cover two, and he you know he had Cam Bright covering them. Now, granted, Cam Bright was running stride for stride with them, and it was a hell of a throw by Peyton Thorne, but um, just kind of let you know the athleticism of the defense, but uh, also just the different coverages we started to play once we were up. And I think they're going to have that more of aggressive mindset to kind of stay in that locked in um, base defense that we, you know, initially were in when we built that lead. Um, Another thing that kind of, I was more pissed off at the scores we didn't convert on in the game. I'm looking at it like a coach. I'm looking at the goal line. Um, You know, I mean, if you go back to back to back games, I mean, that's, those are four touchdowns you should have from the one, you know what I mean? And I know that was drilled into them. And it's just, you know, you go back and those are the ones that keep you up at night, especially as an offensive coach. Um, it's like, why aren't we converting on these? It doesn't matter if they know what's coming. Like, we should be able to win this yard. We didn't do all this conditioning in the offseason, transform our bodies, have this mindset to then just get stuffed over and over and over again. You know, I mean, it's just a you look across and it's a who wants it more. You know what I mean? It's like, don't get down there and get comfortable. Um, and so you, we should see that a little bit more. We should see a different mindset when we get down there as well. So just kind of looking forward well, to seeing so how we adjust. What up? Hey. DJ. DJ. What's happening? What's happening, DJ? What? Oh man, we 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 for surely gotta gotta ask ask what you what you sipping on tonight? <laughs> uh, it's not much. I just got done uh, hooping, so I'm just drinking some water, hey, hydrating okay. a little bit. <laughs> What I what I missed so far? Show so we nothing not much, man. We're we're just on uh, Michigan State at this uh, at this juncture. Just kind of um, some takeaways from the game, um, you know, offense, defense, maybe, and then just kind of an, an overview. Gotcha. Okay. Your takeaways. Cool. Did you have any? I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to interrupt anyone though. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, the atmosphere was great. I don't know if you guys talked about that yet, or are you guys just talking about X's and O's kind of thing, or just overall everything? Uh, so, 
so hey that's a perfect segue that's exactly what we were going to talk uh-huh. about next just kind of uh, just the stadium atmosphere, the fear of the tailgating, kind of the fans rushing the field, things like that. How we were even able to manage uh, the fumbling of the bag of w- WS dot as well. So. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> yeah, that I wasn't there for the Stanford game 2016. So I don't know. It sounds like that one might be a little bit better, but the, it, was, it, was so, it was so much fun there being at the game. And I went with uh, – couple buddies and my my wife and not all of them one of them's a georgia fan my wife's you know like a casual dub fan but they all had a blast uh my my friend who's a georgia fan uh said it was a lot better than he expected like the whole tailgating scene like the whole environment and then and the team as well uh yeah it was a lot of fun uh i was i was happy to see the crowd get super loud throughout the whole game definitely was voice was heard in the next day or two <laughs> facts bro i was i was yelling my ass off dog especially at them weak ass michigan State. <laughs> well, i was i was yelling barbecue chicken alert every every 10 i seconds. was yelling the crazy thing was i was telling hood or uh, and uh hooligan at the game that's a mere speed he was the georgia transfer that transferred because of his relationship with Mel Tucker. And he was the one getting picked. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> He's supposed to be in their NFL, you know, body type corner. He's a bigger dude. He's like 6'3", like 215. You know, he's a kind of imposing corner. And we like, okay, that's great. Can you run? Oh, you can't. Not with <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. I think uh, all, of us, up. But, uh, all of us, but J-Cap were there. And also cool. got to link up with each other and stuff, so that was super cool. Um, should be exciting to link up with with Jcap in the future. But I think that was my my biggest thing, man, was obviously getting to put a lot of faces to names from you know a lot of our group chats and a lot of people who put in a lot of this fan engagement work and do similar things uh, to us and just want to kind of uh, have this positive energy kind of resonate and getting to put a lot of faces to names, man. Shout out to Izzo, bro. Like I did not know you was six fourteen. Uh, you're pretty tall. <laughs> you're a tall brother. I don't know if it's the angle of the selfie. Call him Trizzo. Hey, hey, come on, shoot. I don't know if it's the angle of, of, the, of the selfie in the, in the Avi or not, but I thought you was like 5'7 or 5'8 or something, bro. So shout out to my man Izzo and the whole dubbed up uh, Huskies or dubbed up Discord for what they did for the game and for, for some people who were really interested in going to the game and things like that. So, uh, Yeah, it was dope that uh, – I got to, you know, you came to the pod or to the uh, t- and for dark dark night and uh, and then I got, you know, Mama Jam was there and then Pie God showed up, so that was cool to uh, meet everyone. DJ, I wanted to come and uh, hang out at your uh, yeah. No, I was supposed to go to yours tailgate, but <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. My bad. <laughs> yeah, there's. It's all yeah, good. I mean, it, it was playing rage. Oh yeah, we're playing that game. I got, I got caught up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I, like I said, I came with a, a few friends and my wife, and so yeah, it's like meeting up at halftime. Like it was kind of hard doing that. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to leave them, or I don't want to like take like five people everywhere I went. So yeah, it was cool seeing people. Uh, I met, I met X. I met, I met Joe Husky. Uh, met up with Hood, but I've, I've seen him before in person in hooligan and stuff so yeah that was cool uh, uh darker night were you tailgating at all 
Yeah, I was I was moving <laughs> and grooving, man. I was I was I was loose off the goose. I was I had a bunch of different friends that was there, so I was kind of bouncing around, and then uh, ended up going to one of my boys' trailers. He had a pretty big tailgate, and I lost track of time. I had to link back up with Hood, and he was already in the stadium by the time I got in there. So, we'll we'll figure something out next time, man. We'll all link up and yeah. Oh, oh one more thing. You know, I love that. Pretty much the whole crowd that was at the game, they were there before kickoff for the most part. Like I would say. 90%, which is yep. kind of unheard of yep. for Husky games. Usually it's late arriving crowd, people mm-hmm. coming from tailgates. But that was awesome to see. That helped with that uh, that drone going over the field. You can see the crowd, most of the crowd there, except Ooh. for the students, but that was everyone else. <laughs> yeah, it was dope. Shout out to the Worshes as well. Um, they were there as well. Uh, I, I saw them in the tailgate. Uh, they had some uh, some some secret sauce in a cooler that was really really good. So I had some pineapples in it. That's all I know. <laughs> but the, the Worshes were uh, were two amazing people. Um, so that was cool as well. Um, so um, anybody got any thoughts about like you know rushing the field or anything like that? Like was that like was that kind of like? Was... I yeah, like I know like... they had it on the screen not to. I, I loved like it too. personally. I loved it. For sure. I like. I think <laughs> it creates. I think it creates hype. I I I loved it. Got us on ESPN more. Yeah. I think like that's what we need. I should have. I should have rushed the field with my son. <laughs> like I, I was dumb. I should have done it. I think more people would have done it if they didn't literally post on the big board as the game was winding down. Like, please, as a safety precaution, do not. Do not rush the field. <laughs> and in my head, I knew I was like, I don't know why y'all put that up there. You know, folks is about to run on that field. That's true. Like, but they, I, I mean, that probably to. stopped more people from getting on there. Yeah, like the they folks from the upper deck and stuff. People did that, and then somebody got hurt, and then they try to blame it on the the university or the stadium or whatever. They have to post a disclaimer for everybody to see it, and then no one can blame them for shit. Man, you see some. I see some dope pictures from that, though. I wish more yeah, people would have. I seen like kids awesome. on players' shoulder pads taking pictures and celebrating, holding up the number one. You know, just like you just never know like what that means for future generations. They nice. look back at that. You know what I mean? It's bigger than just that yeah. one moment. And it's for, way bigger than that one moment. Yeah. And for seeing or like, any of those recruits that were on the on the field. Yep, exactly, J Cap. And I don't know. Did you guys see that, uh, that, tweet, that tweet where the gentleman on his Apple Watch had it at 118 decibels? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. That's so. Rad. Yeah, that's that's nuts, man. You know, uh, it, it, we, we're only halfway <laughs> back, and we're already at 118 decibels. I can't. I can't wait till it's week. You know, eight. You know, nine. Uh, and people are really, really believing it, uh, believing in it, and obviously. We don't know what we're getting out of them Seahawks, so uh, we all all Seahawk bandwagon fans are welcome. Come on board. To, to bring that bring that looming, screaming energy to the Huskies for sure. Definitely need. I'm here for a football team that's good. Mm-hmm. Facts. I mean, if just to put that in perspective for some for some fans or some folks, 118 decibels, a thunderclap, a chainsaw, and an oxygen torture about 120. So you're on the field, and there's 118 decibels. You don't hear nothing. Your thoughts are blank. You know, I, I forgot exactly word for word what 
uh, Alex Cook was saying, but he was just talking about how we went out there and helped them win that game for sure. Definitely. So. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Todd. Uh, it's awesome that there's so many uh, recruits there um, that uh, that got to see that game from the sideline and see that energy that we brought. I think it, it's only going to help us down the line. I mean, we got what two recruits the next the le- the next two days flipping, or I don't know if they flipped or or like they, they committed to twenty twenty four kids. That's Jackson Jones yeah, and Landon awesome. Bell, and. And yeah, to that point, yeah. I mentioned this on one of the spaces sometime last week, but that's big with the, the, the recruits because I remember specifically Oregon, uh, don't want to bring up Oregon, but like a few years ago when they got Kayvon K- uh, Thibodeau, they, he specifically mentioned that the game where we lost at Oregon and the fans rushed the field and him and other recruits rushed the field, they mentioned that as like a key piece, like, like oh, that was like so memorable for them. And that was like a key piece of why they committed that whole experience with, with everything. I don't think that our recruits rush the field, but like still like they can see that and it's, it's a pretty eye opening for them. And then just, I think they, I think they, they did. They? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I think they did. I know I the video they, of, of Caleb Presley, like out on the field giving a hug with, uh, That's in, true. Uh, or like high five yeah. with Savelle. So they were out there. Even to just, I mean, uh, it's just it's confirmation. You build you build the relationship with the coaching staff. You see the atmosphere of the stadium, and then you see the fan base embrace the players after the game. How can you not, you know, as a recruit on the field, surrounded by all that? How do you not feel that energy? You know what I mean? And then I can't remember like all of the the intermission songs and things like that, but we definitely did a good job of keeping the fans engaged during timeouts and commercial breaks and things like that. Uh, doing the phone lights and, and stuff like that, getting people involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, they keep rolling with party in the USA, but that, to, to be honest, like sure that might not be my flavor, but at the end of the day, the majority of the people in the stands are gonna know that song, know to sing along. It's a good karaoke song, so that's really good, really cool. Um, they dropped some Purple Haze uh, by Jimi Hendrix, so uh, mm-hmm. the, the local flavor is 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 seeping through the pores of the program right now and it's, it's super awesome to kind of see they're they're bringing a lot back and obviously last year with the helmet car and a lot of these uh these uh tie uh tie members are going to be happy about the uh the vibe of, of being true to tradition for sure yeah everything that they did at the game was like so much fun to sing in like seeing the you know the flashlights on the camera phone, that was fun. Like, yeah, it was, it was great to, yeah. The, like you said, the vibe was just, that was like one of the most fun games I've oh, ever yeah. been to. It was Dude, killer. It was the, fl- the flyover. Like, I, I don't know why I didn't know that there was going to be a flyover, but there was a full on fucking flyover. Jeez mm-hmm. Louise. I mentioned that in the tailgate. Cause we, you kind of could see them kind of fly over you know, in the parking lot, but they were heading east, and I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those type of games. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I immediately got goosebumps. I was like, ooh-wee. Dude, that was so sick when they flew over the tailgate. I was like, oh, hell. I didn't know it. <laughs> sucker. Tugs is a sucker for a good flyover. And to find out the pilots were dogs, too, and they came back later on in the game, that was dope. That was dope. Oh, that's sick. I didn't yeah, know that. I came back and got honored later on in the game. 
random. Did you, uh, Tugs, I have a feeling you watch Home Improvement. You, you ever watch that show? Uh, Al. Yeah, yeah. I uh, saw somebody had posted a picture with Al from Home Improvement. He was at the Husky game wearing Husky gear and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. I don't, yeah, I don't know what? if he's a Husky fan or if he was just visiting or what. Yeah, the neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's dope. Well, no, not the neighbor. Uh, like his, no, yeah, his, his best, best friend, friend and like coworker. Yeah, yeah, yeah his best friend. Yeah, he yeah. Like yeah, the yeah, exactly. of the yeah. cool time. Yeah. Yeah, Tim Ro- yes, Tim Rooney posted that picture. I think <laughs> yeah, Tim Rooney. Tim Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bringing the flavor back to the yeah. city, man. Love to see it. Um. Yeah, I guess he went to Roosevelt. Oh, okay. I think somebody said. Fuck him. Okay. Did he? <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, that's what they said. Some... I didn't know that. They they honored Sonny yeah, Six Killer at the game too, right? Coldest yeah, name good. in Jersey ever. I need one of those. Your last name Sis Killer, you wear number six. I mean, you gotta. I need one of those jerseys. I think we all do. <laughs> that's really cool. Just this. That's a, that's a great person to honor uh, before a, a big time game for sure. Kind of oh, dialing, sure. Yeah, dialing the fans yeah. and things like that. Third down, and they had him loud. narrate the hype video before, like mm-hmm. a couple days before the game. That was mm-hmm. sick. How much fun the players are having too, man! You see, after all these plays. Yep. You got uh, all these polys yelling and screaming and flexing, you know, uh, screaming and screaming war chants and stuff. Uh, that's got to be real fun, cool, and, and engaging uh, and, and relatively in- intimidating for sure. Uh, <laughs> any uh, moving on, kind of from from Michigan State. Anybody got any thoughts on uh, on Stanford? I would say just maybe like uh, some like offense, defense. Um, and then maybe some kind of schematic approaches to what potentially we might see. Yeah, uh, as we both know, Tay, I mean, they have a really nice uh, group of receivers. And, I mean, a quarterback who's an NFL-type guy, Tanner McHugh, could, I mean, he can make every throw on the field. Um, and they do mix in some RPO. So it's definitely going to be kind of similar game plan as controlling their run game. Um, they're not as as people moving <laughs> as they were in the past with Stanford. Um, and EJ Smith, I'm hearing, is probably going to miss this game, um, which is huge. That's a, Emmett Smith's son. That's, that's, that was their bell cow. Um, but like I said, they, they, they can't attack you from the air and they can't put up points. Um, defensively, um, they run a 4-2-5, so they're in the really multiple they're not as big in the interior, um, so you can push them around and run. So it's just literally could be one of the a flip game where we just established a run and just lean on three to four running backs um, and go through explosive plays based off play action. From what I'm seeing, that's kind of what USC type kind of did. Um, so I'm kind of seeing once you spread them out, they can have a little bit of trouble matching up because um, they do run a lot of like cover two and a lot of zone. So I can just see this kind of methodically moving the ball down the field on them. I don't really see it. Why did my though. dumbass not know that EJ Smith is Emmett Smith's son? <laughs> this is the first time I heard that. I'm an idiot. Because <laughs> <laughs> it takes four years for these guys to touch the field. Yeah. Barry Sanders' son mm-hmm. didn't touch That's the right. field for like four years. And they, they're they like the best running backs mm-hmm. on the team. It's like, get mm-hmm. Pete and Austin Jones the hell out of here. Do, like, do they have a new <laughs> OC? Because like, their offense is different. 
been what it has been, or do they just like have a new system? Um, I would have to check on that, but their system is. I think David Shaw is kind yeah. of their OC. I just think he just kind of adapts to his personnel. I just think he's just kind of innovating his offense a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if should if the person is new or not. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I think you're you hit a nail on head, um, Dark and I, man, for sure. I think. I think uh, one one thing what was a stat I saw is that we scored thirty point three in the first half. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Stanford is going to realize that they're not going to be able to just run the ball and and, ha- and um, stay into the game with the time possession kind of ball ball control defense kind of strategy. So I think they're going to come out and try to score with us early. Um, I do think it's going to be a shootout in the first half. Uh, Bryce and Tremaine. Um, Michael Wilson, Elijah Higgins, John Humphrey, Ben Urasek. That offense is explosive in the past game. And what we haven't really seen, um, our receivers challenge with a lot of 50-50 kind of throws. Mm-hmm. And that's what Tanner McKee is going to give his guys an opportunity to do. And they're big and physical. So we saw Keon Coleman have some success last week as a big physical kind of athletic kind of guy. So I think that it's going to be um, a task for these DBs to tackle for one, to make sure that there's no, like, run after catches, because I think they, they're not going to have too many explosives, but I think they're definitely going to rely on a lot of, like, run after catch, um, things like that for us to come up and tackle. Um, try to take a, uh, take advantage of any, like, mismatches and things like that. I and mean, then defensively, well, so I'll just say I think they're definitely going to gonna stick with us within that first quarter, that first half, and then their offense will kind of take some lumps and potentially run into some turnovers later into the game. Um and that's when we'll pull away. Defensively, um, I just think they're too small up front. And um, one thing I kind of heard in the Husky space is that people were expecting us to maybe flip the script and just kind of run on them. But then that's going to slow the pace down and actually play into what benefits them. Um, so I think whether we're going to be good in the run or not, uh, I don't think we're going to lean on it to win. I think we're going to lean on blowout or bust to win, not any type of ball, ball control scenarios. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a mismatch at the end of the day. Uh, two two outcomes for me are going to be UW blowout by more than the than the thirty eight that we blew them out twenty sixteen, um, or just some ridiculous high scoring shootout. You know, forty five thirty eight. Yeah, the over under right now is at sixty four. Whoa! Total points. So there, Vegas is anticipating uh, high scoring game. High scoring game. Yeah, or that blowout, like. Yeah, need, uh, it's like sixty-four yeah. to zero to me. Exactly right. Come on, <laughs> I exactly. take that too. Exactly. We we could do. We'll do predictions at the end of this. But anybody else want to give any other thoughts on uh, what they may think Stanford's going to present the challenger? No, the only thing I want to say is, uh, man, if you can go to the game, it's a great experience and supporting the team. Uh, I'm likely not going to make it. I got three kids and I try to go to as many games as I can. <laughs> and, uh, I've already been to a couple plan on going to two more later in the year, but yeah, I mean, who, who cares if it's seven thirty in a game? Like you don't, there's only a handful of games a year. If you can go, go to the game and True. you have a, you have a great time. I completely agree. You know, the light rail service is available. It's really inexpensive. Um, you know, hopefully, we, like I said before, we don't run into WS dot type huh. situations in the future. Um, 
But yeah, if you can go to a game, go to a game. Uh, reach out to the Dub Dub Discord as well. Um, get subscri- subscribed there and reach out to those brothers over there, man. Um, they they do a lot of free ticket st- give- type giveaway stuff. So if you just want to get to a game and yell and scream or uh, obviously those Seahawks tickets, those Kraken tickets, those Mariner tickets can be a little bit, a little bit expensive. So for sure, get up to one of these games. All right, I guess I'll just do I'll do predictions and then we can uh, we'll we'll call it a call it a pod. Yes, sir. Uh, what are some of you guys' predictions uh, for? Man, I've been yeah I've been priding myself on scores this year. I've been really close every game. I honestly don't see this one going any different. That the score that popped in my head is <laughs> sounds disrespectful. I'm not gonna say that one. <laughs> I'm gonna say what we I think it'll be. It, it was it was bad. I think UW wins. I think it's a competitive-ish type of game where you know for one and a half to two quarters. Um, and I do think Stanford gets some garbage touchdowns at the end. I think dogs actually get their 50 burger. I say dogs 52, Stanford 24. Damn, now I'm super curious what your other score was because that's. <laughs> that's the, first, the first score that popped in my head, literally, because I was picturing it and I'm like, I know both teams, you know, just like studying and looking. And I see you, Dub. We execute the way we can. I see it being a 63 17. Oh, that would be But I'm crazy. being realistic. I had to dial it back a little bit. I just see, I mean, this just mismatches. I agree. Yeah, my, From our my offensive actual, line, their defensive line receiver, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. They ain't Michigan State. I put it that way. On that, wasn't too far off of your first score. I was going to say 56 17. Ooh, we, y'all. Cooking these boys, boy. Cooking these boys. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go 45 20. Ooh, I, like oh, I like that. I like, I like that. that. Sounds realistic. Hey Woods. Damn, you guys having these kind of blowouts? Like, uh, I guess, I guess I'm just used to like how it is with us in Stanford. It's always like a battle, grind it out. But I don't think it's gonna be. The same way this year, but I, I'm gonna say, oh, I'm gonna go like 41, 31. That. Oh, you're nice. <laughs> that's that's. Cute. See, I just got PTSD with with how it is. I'm, I'm gonna Kalen DeBoer. I'm putting his words. Respect all fear. None. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Man, oh man, uh, I will. How many times did we go for it? How many times did we go oh. for it on fourth and fourth Jeez, in the game? Four, like four times? times? Yeah. How about two? Third and eleven from your own one yard line. And you threw it. Back <laughs> that hip. That was amazing. Oh, you threw a back Dude. hip. That's ridiculous. What where's the, the video of Tyree Tail from the locker room after the Dolphins game? The board got <laughs> they need a wheelbarrow to carry on his nuts after that. <laughs> His percentage on third and fourth down, though, uh, on fourth yeah. downs especially, fourth down, yeah. impressive. I don't, I don't know where he's at in regards to just passing yards in the country, but he's got to be top three touchdowns. I think he's top, you know, 
top three. Yep, he is. So I think he, he's second in the country in yeah. yards, I believe. Yep. Uh, man, uh, I, 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 you guys got all these blowouts out there, and I, I don't, I don't know, but I'll say uh, our series with Stanford is forty-four and forty-four with four ties. Um, and Jesus last Christ. year was uh, Jimmy Lake kind of getting over that Stanford hump, in my opinion, for our program. I think this 45th victory that we have is going to lead us lead our program on a different trajectory than Stanford. And from here on out, I think this is not going to be some type of rivalry or any discussion about us winning or anything like that. It's just going to be the norm. Um, so I think it happens in dominant fashion. I think Stanford does get out early and keeps up with us for a little bit. So I'll say they get up to 31. Um, and I'll say for us, um, say it's about a 40, 45-31. Uh, I'll say a two-touchdown uh, two touchdown win. Dang, you guys are nice. <laughs> Bro, oh, they I couldn't, They couldn't score on USC and USC defenses. No, they, well, they, they moved the ball some. They yeah, they moved the ball against USC. They moved the ball and then they had – no, yeah, I know, EJ but Smith I'm saying like, USC, if they didn't force turnovers, yeah, they yeah Stanford probably would have put more points on them because USC's defense isn't that trash. good, but <laughs> I'm saying. But EJ had Just, a huge fumble, and you know, they mm-hmm. scored off of it. So I think they I think they uh, offensively are going to, um, you know, they used the ball control to stay in games, and I think their offense is going to, keep them in a lot of games they shouldn't be in and actually win games that they shouldn't. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Oregon State just off the strength of they can score a lot or they beat us an Oregon because they can just kind of put up a bunch of points. Um, so I think they put up a bunch of points with us early. I think they put up 21 in the first half to kind of keep it close. And then the second half, we just kind of put on that, uh, put the burners on. Um, go ahead, Tugs, really quick. Yeah, were you guys surprised at how well we stopped the run on Saturday? Seeing that's kind of been a problem. Uh, I would say for us, like, I would say yeah, absolutely. I was surprised um, because you got to put as much as somebody was ranked this or that or whatever the case may be. You still got to put it on film. You know what I mean? And Tooley really, really showed up. Uh, MJ really, really showed up. They're really allowing the linebackers to kind of flow. Like Zotup and Cam Brighter in the backfield or at the line of scrimmage a lot more. Um, I can't remember exactly how many we have, but I did see it. Um, and I know, but I, and I know it's the least amount in the Pac-12, but um, like negative plays. You know, we, we have, I think we, we uh, our defense has the most and we give up the least. So um, that's, that's something really oh, real big for us. So, yeah. I think, that's I think cute. last year and previous years, I probably would have been a little more surprised, but I mean, I mean, watching football for all these years, when you notice a, a dominant front, you just know it when you see it. You know what I mean? And I know we don't get a lot of pub and we don't really talk about our front like we should. But that, especially that starting four that's out there, they're stout. And I mean, against the run, and they're really good against the pass. So, I mean, I literally, I'm predicting Braylon tries to have a four or five sack game. So this week. So to that, to that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree. This I don't week. Know, I don't know. He'll uh, have. I get, He'll have three, for sure. It's super tough to. I'm get, marking it down right now. It's super tough to get four sacks in Ooh, a game. Nice. But I, 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 I definitely. 
Exactly. I de- that, and that's why I agree. I think with them, you know, obviously my game flow, I think that Stanford's going to try to come out and score what? earlier, um, early and often. But with that, um, this, he's also the least mobile quarterback that we've faced all season. That's what I'm saying. So we're gonna, or that, we're gonna see a oh, lot of, yeah. a lot of that for the rest he, of the year. Exactly. Head to head. That, so that was it. So he's he a, came run. He's the first quarterback came run. He's in, well. He, he's athletic enough to move. Like and so and he's an NFL guy. So he's gonna get the ball out on time and things like that. He's gonna challenge on those RPO posts, RPO slants, get the ball out on time. He's gonna Davis Mills us two years ago and and be disciplined enough to dink and dunk and things like that. But when you're forcing him. Um, to kind of get explosives. Our offense is going to force them to have to have explosives. That's when our defense is going to be able to pin their ears back. And then when it's, when it's 31, 21 in the middle of the third quarter and you need to score here and you need an explosive for the rest of the game, man, we're going to be pinning our ears back and throwing rotations at people. Um, So, uh, and kind of just, uh, leaking into the rotation this was also michigan state was kind of also the first game we didn't see that hockey style sub you Mm -hmm. know it was kind of this base group that was out there like dom was shit tired on that deep cam bright touchdown like they just kept the group in there and i'm curious if that's the group that they just keep in there for stanford and we should just grow accustomed to that being the starting rotation so well they they had to move uh cam fab to safety like late in the week because they didn't know Asa Asa was questionable. So they didn't know if he was going to go or not. And so they literally, the last couple of days, literally they said they had to just blitz Cam Fab on like what to do because he's been been playing Husky this whole time. And so he basically had to learn on the fly kind of different responsibilities within it, even though all the DBs meet, you know what I mean? And so you kind of understand what the responsibilities are. You really don't know until – you're forced to make certain calls. You're out there. Because, you know, when you're a rotational guy, you're rotational. When you're out there, you got to know what's going on and call certain stuff out. So with the play that he, you know, that kind of touched on that initial one is when they were attacking the safeties. He was a little late getting over to help. That's one of the things. So it's just little things like that where Asa was gone. But now Asa may be back, but does he play? Does he start? Ace is going to be – Ace most likely will, will be out for a, a bit, um, it, it seems. I think he got rolled up on. Um, but, I mean, that's that's more than fine. I think Inge said something like, um, we respect Cam Fab because he basically went through Navy SEAL training to get mm-hmm. ready for to Michigan ready for State. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm with it. What? Yeah, so what he lacks in athleticism, he, he makes up in preparation and – um, I got a few uh, cut-ups where he's cutting off angles of running backs and forcing them inside. Mm-hmm. He's blowing up pull blockers and things like that. So while well, for what he lacks potentially um, as a, a overhang safety, he definitely makes up in the run stuff in there. So. Yeah, he reminds me a lot. Um, uh, well, I guess not, but. I like, I mean, I love watching him play. He's just so instinctual, you know what I mean? You actually watch him move around and stuff. He's so smart, and he kind of knows where to be. Um, so I don't never think he's going to be out of position. Um, I always look back at that, the Michigan game, kind of <laughs> watching him try to track dude down the sideline. And I remember I looked at you, and I was like, what is Cam Fab doing at the end of the day? But he's actually, he was making up for someone else's mistake. So I couldn't be mad at him. I was like, looking back, and I'm like, man, this dude's smart. Um, but I love his development. 
Um, but I was going to ask you guys, um, who do you see as a breakout player this week? Or do you see a new player kind of emerging like that Jay we Lee haven't Lee. really talked about? Mm-hmm. Um, gonna say, are we going to have a fourth game with a fourth different leading receiver? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's been something uh, different every week. Giles. I want to see one of the tight ends show out, like uh, Cole or Moore. I want to see Moore get involved yeah. in, the, in the pass game. They're definitely open, too. They're, they're for sure yeah. open. But a lot of people are open. Like, Penix is sitting back there just, like, with a bunch of time. Like, any, many. Uh, I think Rome deserves his target. Like, <laughs> so I, I, I said that uh, I think I felt like in the spring he was like a tad behind because mm-hmm. he was kind of overthinking it. Just like get, he would yeah, see it yeah. and then be like, is he that fast or is he that? Okay. He actually did break kind of quick. And now you can kind of see he's throwing it on timing. Uh, that, that fourth down, I believe it was uh, first drive, second drive, I believe. I can't remember really, but uh, Jalen McMillan on that out route. Jalen didn't even have his head turned around. Uh, oh, the second the drive. Yeah. The second drive and the ball was on him. You know, and those are balls that uh, balls that uh, Jalen McMillan would have dropped last year, you know, in the year before. So uh, it's good seeing that development. And then also, yeah, we Roman, haven't talked about that. I kind of noticed that in the spring. Balls too. In, dude. He's bringing all of He's bringing <laughs> Pause all that. In. Pause. I don't Resume. even fucking care at all. Resume. Hey, it's fine. We love you, Jay Mac. <laughs> but yeah, no, we had talked about it during the COVID year that so many of those long go balls and that kind of thing just weren't getting hauled in. But mm-hmm. it feels like every single one that we're throwing lately, the receivers are catching. There was there was genuine uh, miscommunication when targeting uh, Roman Taj last week, and I just kind of wanna he he was the target in both Jalen's last week was mm-hmm. was he had dumb chemistry with him, and um, so when I'm kind of looking for silver linings, I'm like, Penix didn't even have chemistry with two of his other security blankets, and we were still able to take advantage of um, mismatches in personnel. Um, advantages but um, breakout player for me on offense I'll say um, Richard Newton I think we're going to see from last week us not being mm-hmm. able to take advantage of those goal line opportunities and him getting in there and just kind of doing what he does um, making it exciting <laughs> getting over that goal line um, defensively um, I'll say if we have the opportunity to get up or uh, we just really need DBs in there um, I really feel like Devon Banks or Elijah Jackson, somebody like that. I don't know how hurt Elijah is, but just one of those backup corners are definitely going to get some love. Uh, I'm curious how they deployed Jordan Perriman this week mm-hmm. just because uh, Julius and Michelle have been playing great. I, I really feel like Dom has needed a spell a little bit at times. Like He just he seems like he's just kind of a little overused, overworked. But he's probably the they're best, asking him to do a lot. Yeah, he's probably the best pure athlete on the defense, but mm-hmm. he, they're asking him to do a lot. So I'm curious if they put Perriman there. So I'll say whoever that third – corner is is going to be my breakout and then i think this could be a game giles returns one so he's been so close yeah. go ahead Tugs. Uh, i just think i could see uh i could see rome having a, a good game um on the on the offense and then uh i'll go with smalls hey. i think smalls mm. is gonna have a good game. town biz you had a good game with michigan state 
Yeah, uh, for me, um, the reason why I was so hype on Trice is I really see him, especially in the latter part of the game when Stanford has to throw, like just getting kind of those end of the game closeout sacks. Um, I definitely think this is going to be his coming out party. Um, and um, on offense, I think I think Jack Westover is going to have a, a breakout see. game as well. I like that pick, god damn it. That's a nice I was feeling pretty similar to Darker Knight, how he feels about Trice, but I think that this is a void to new feed game. Um, on defense and Blood on it. offense, I will kind of echo Hood with Richard Newton. I mean, Grubb went out of his way in the uh, interview earlier this week to say that we're going to see more of six this week. Uh, so I want to see, uh, especially in those short yardage situations, third and fourth and ones, goal line, that kind of thing. Um, I think we could see multiple touchdowns out of Richard this week. <laughs> Sir. Yeah, uh, Dick Newton. That that was gonna be my pick too. Uh, so you guys took mine, but <laughs> goal line, goal, goal line, Dick. Dick's deluxe this week. Goal and Michael Dick. Penix. What what a backfield <laughs> name! <laughs> Love it. Hey, uh, but on Penix. <laughs> Uh, and then on defense, oh, man, I don't know. If Michael Penix throws a touchdown to Richard oh. Newton. Yeah, oh. the memes going to make themselves with that. <laughs> Shirts come soon. Yeah, on defense, though, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to choose because. Two hands are better than one. <laughs> I'll say somebody on the D line <laughs> is gonna is gonna show up and get at least two sacks. I don't know who. I don't want to, but like I think I think we're gonna see a big, uh, some big plays from the defensive line, and yeah, I think one player is at least gonna get two sacks. You're doing what I'm. You're doing what I'm doing. I I don't know who it's gonna be, but whoever that third corner is in the game, because I think we're really gonna need that third, fourth DB this game pretty big. Just, they got four legit possession type, I can take over a game, 100 yard type receivers. So, you got four of those types, you got a top three tight end in the whole country. Like, this man might be a, you know, day one, day two, draft pick, and then you're a sec. So, um, there's a lot better DBs that have been beat by, you know, been you're a sec. So, five legit, um, Passing targets, a legit passing pocket quarterback. We're gonna have to get to him, um, and that third DB, whether it be you know Dom consistently or Jordan consistently mm-hmm. or whomever that is, we're gonna definitely need them to show up. So, I think they, yeah, I could see us playing more man this week and walking Dom on your sick and just kind of like, hey, that's you. Yeah, hope. You know what I mean, this week I'm playing coverage behind him. I hope so. I mean, that's what that's what the versatility of the Husky position is. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to play man under, you kind of have a guy who can handle those type of more athletic tight ends. That young man, Michigan State, was really given was really given Dom 
you know, not a tough time, but that was a nice well. I mean, he did. That's an NFL tight end yeah, that's too. What I'm saying that was a nice little challenge. <laughs> that dude was huge. And so Dom's putting out a lot of good, a lot of good tape versus these, uh, these, these big slots and these tight ends. I would say so. Mm-hmm. So just got to get your head around, man. Make a play on the ball, damn it. That's it. That's it. DBs this week, get your head around. Don't panic. Locate the ball. Take the ball away. We ain't got to tell Alex Cook that. No. I felt like on the like a lot of those um, those touchdowns, they were there. They just didn't get. They just didn't turn their head around. Oh, yeah, like it was good beat. They were smart. They, were there. they started attacking the safeties. They weren't really going after the corners. Start attacking the safeties uh, in the seams. Yeah, and, yeah, and slot fades. They knew they could. Yeah, with slot fades and stuff like that. Was- like on the first one, you had uh, was it Dom in coverage? Yeah, you had Dom, and then um, you had a. Uh, which call it over the top. We're just a little bit too late, but I mean, you're going after our safety, so that just kind of told me what where they thought they could gain a matchup. Um, but I love our corners. I'm curious with Perryman coming back, like you said, uh, Hood. I'm curious who do you move Julius, and he's playing this well, especially coming off a two pick game when he actually towards the end of that game was really playing with a lot of confidence. So that, or that PBU at the end you, of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had that, remember that kind of quick turnaround that flipped the field that he had a pick right after we had kind of got stopped on the one he picked off, um, picked the quarterback off. Um, And then to seal the game, he had another interception. So I'm curious if you move him or do you move Mish? Even though Mish and Perriman were your starters, is... You know, is, is Dr. J now played himself into a starting role and, like, he secured that spot? Or do you think he's still a rotational guy? You know what I mean? Like, it's just so many answers that still left, un, you know, unanswered, I should say. Yeah, I would love to see Perriman slide to, like, Husky or something like that. Just mm-hmm. his body or you could put Julius back there. Or you can put Julius back there. I'm, they, they were, you know, they're talking about, oh, we need to have the, the best out there. And, okay, let's mm-hmm. say you take Julius off the corner. We, we see him ball in that corner. We don't know what type of freaking safety he is. You know what I mean? At this, we, we've, we're like, oh, Julius is this really good safety. Oh, damn, he played corner. Damn, he's a really good corner. I'm out here comparing him to Sidney Jones and shit. And then now he slides back to safety potentially. And, like, that could be where he, we really see him flourish mm-hmm. and shine, et cetera. We see Asa and Mikel are able to make plays in, in a similar role that Irvin would have at safety. I couldn't imagine having him out there, so. We're going to need it. This week's going to be all about matchups. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anything else, you guys? I think we'll wrap it up. It's coming up on an hour so. All right, all right. Um, we will uh, see you. some of you guys at Stanford. Uh, pull up if you can. Obviously, reach out to Dubbed Up. Shout out to Jackson Jones and, and Landon Bell for their commits. First two of uh, 2024. Uh, go dogs. Welcome to the Go pack. Dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Yes, loudy. <laughs>